Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector and investor and professional wrestling fan. It is a week to be thankful. How about that? Shout out Thanksgiving. Shout out getting fat, eating turkey. What, what's your favorite style of turkey? Traditional? You deep fry that boy? How do you do your turkeys? I think that's always fascinating. I love Thanksgiving. I love the sides. I love the whole shebang. Just my favorite holiday. It's kind of weird trying to figure out how we want to do Thanksgiving this year. Family, keep everyone safe. I don't know if you're all going through that. I'm sure you are trying to figure it out. I think perspective is is let's uh, see how we can enjoy the holiday, but also be safe. To me, Thanksgiving is less hustle and bustle than Christmas. You don't have to worry about presents. You can just be together as a family, kick it, watch some football get real nice and fat, and then crash. It's a great holiday. So shout out Thanksgiving and shout out everyone listening to this episode. Thanksgiving is upon us. If you are traveling, definitely uh, wish you the safe travels and uh, safe trip along the way. There is so much in this weird, strange, crazy year that I am thankful for. And the biggest thing I think that I'm thankful for is just the entering back into the sports card hobby and just meeting all of you, creating this show, having conversations. It has been the number one thing when I look back on 2020, for as absurd as it is, that I'll think about. And I always like to, when things are weird and things are strange, it's just try to be adaptable and see what happens. And I'm really happy that this podcast and Stacking Slabs has turned into something valuable for me personally. And I, I'm guessing if you're listening on the other side, um, you're enjoying what you're hearing. And um, I'm providing some sense of entertainment or some sense of knowledge that I'm going through on the sports card market that is helping you out. So I'm thankful for all of you, the listeners of the Stacking Slabs family. Cheers. I wish you the best Thanksgiving possible. And you know what? Let's go. That's what I'm saying. I am just, I was sitting here when I, I on every Friday, I sit and I, um, I try to map out what I want to talk about. And it's not overly produced. I think you can guess that by now. It's not overly scripted. But what I try to do is try to consolidate all of the thoughts. And I was going through that process. I was consolidating all the thoughts, trying to figure out what did I want to talk about this week. And of course, just like you, just like everybody else, when you're working on something, your brain hurts after a while and you're just like, I need to pull back. I need some distraction. I need to check out what's happening on Instagram. And I did that. And when I refreshed my feed, I saw a post and something that I'd been waiting for because they do a really, really good job of showing you what's coming. And then when it's here, letting you know about it. And I have to shout out my homies, Rip Hamiltops, Peter Pacman, and Slabby Sosa, who present Rasta, Don't You. And this is their new single. And I love it. I love the change in style. I love the substance. 
of this song. I love the backstory of who the song is for and why it's created. It is just really, really good stuff. Obviously, with this song, they took a little bit more of an island reggae feel. I immediately triggered back to my junior year of high school. And when I'm talking about, or excuse me, junior year of college, when I'm talking about my junior year of college, this is like full on degenerate mode, Brett. I'm talking about like, yeah, I made it through school. I, I actually did decent, but it wasn't about school. It was about fun. It was about partying, fraternity guy, video games, sports, you know, all that stuff. Just jumping right in. That's all I cared about. Somehow, some way, my best friend in college and I both got into a class called The Life of Bob Marley. And we were jacked up. We had Bob Mar we had Bob Marley poster on our wall. We might have uh partaken in a recreational activity or two in Bob Marley's honor. But somehow we just it was a shot in the dark and we both got in this class. And the professor, his name Dr. Leslie James. And Dr. Leslie James, every time you came to class, he wanted you to know how excited he was to talk about Bob Marley that day. And we, 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 I could talk forever. We, it wasn't just about Bob Marley, but it was about, you know, Toots. It was about Jimmy Ruffin. It was about, we, we covered it all. And it was so much fun. And I learned the history and the stories behind reggae music, the background the origin, and then, you know, dovetailing into the life of Bob Marley. And Leslie James was um, from Jamaica, I believe. And Leslie James was passionate about Bob Marley. And Leslie James would say to everybody when they got into class, he, no matter how hungover you were or how stressed you were or whatever, he would look at everyone in the room and he would say, are you with me? And I think about that when I heard the new track. Don't you? It's called Don't You, but immediately I, I put myself into that room um, at DePaul University, sitting in the classroom and hearing Dr. Leslie James say, Are you with me? And then it was on to learning about Bob Marley. So that was a really good distraction for me because it brought back so many memories as I was preparing this episode. And just because of that, I, I just got to, I got to give you a little something. That made my close of my week awesome. It was awesome. I love that song. I love what Peter Pac-Man, Slabby Sosa, and Rip Hamiltops are doing. It makes me so happy and fills me with so much joy. So make sure you go check out their stuff. Hit that follow button on all their pages. Good stuff. And it makes me fills me up with joy and makes me thankful for Thanksgiving and the hobby. And that's kind of what I wanted to do today, you know this whole process that I've gone through this year has 
really ignited an even deeper passion for me around sports and collecting and aligning my purchasing with things that are significant and matter to me, whether it's Peyton Manning cards from the year the Colts won the Super Bowl or prospecting into a player like Sekou Demboye or Kyler Murray that I just believe in and am watching them play. Like It is incredible what a piece of cardboard can do and the connections that it can make just by being in the game. And I'm just so thankful. I, I know a lot of you feel the same feeling, but I just want to call that out, baby. I want to call that out. Let's be thankful that little pieces of cardboard with pictures of guys playing sports is allows us to think, innovate, dream big, be happy. And I got to be thankful too, as I'm saying, saying this off the top, I got to be thankful for my wife. And I know a lot of you have significant others that are supportive of your hobby. That's important. You know, my wife has allowed me to have a wrestling slash hobby room in our house. Like that is a shoot. That is the real deal. I am a lucky man. All of my stuff, fun stuff, memorabilia, cards, all are in a room upstairs that I'm very thankful for. And is I consider it my happy place. You know, I'm very thankful for her openness to all of my collecting, wrestling memorabilia items, sports cards, records. Like I am a collector at heart. I've been a collector my entire life. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I am also thankful that she understands where I'm coming from and where this passion is coming from and, and, and pointing it at sports cards and what that does for me. So I just got to shout out. She doesn't listen to the pod, but I got to shout out Caitlin, my wife. I love her dearly, and she allows me to be me and do sports cards and talk with all of you when I'm not talking with her. So thanks, Kate. We had an NBA draft. That happened this week and talk about coming out of nowhere. And um, I was actually having a conversation with Scott um, Greenberg from Starstock about this. We got to hop on the phone and I'm going to share a little information on uh, Starstock promo um, in the middle of the show. But Scott and I were chopping it up and we're talking about like just the perspective of just the draft. Obviously, everyone says it's a down draft. That's fine. But just the overall production you went from the bubble and what they did in the bubble and it was so fun how they did it. And it was awesome to the draft. And it just wasn't very exciting. You compare the NBA draft to the NFL draft and it is, was night and day. Like I think they should do the NFL draft always the way they did the NFL draft. That's how good it was, but just not the same excitement. Obviously COVID played a role in that on the NBA side, but I think it's amazing that like we have a new group of young players, like our John Morants have graduated to the sophomore year. It's the Zions have, you know, that's incredible. Like that happened fast. And now we got a whole new group of guys to speculate on and prospect. This is what I will say. No one knows what they're talking about with these guys. So don't listen to them. Literally, like no one has a clue. They don't. No one's a a pro scout. I need a t-shirt. And that is inspired by Chris who said, I'm not a pro scout. I love that take. That is just, we're not pro scouts here. Like if someone's acting like they're a pro scout, don't listen to them because they're not. Um, That's insulting to the people who do that professionally. Real talk. But I think what we can do now is take it a step further in our own studying of these players. There's going to be new basketball products every week. Everyone's going to be chasing new guys, this and that. Like we want to be smart about what we're doing. Now we can understand the situation for which these players that we maybe have been studying a little bit um, fall in line. So I think that's exciting. And I think that's what I'm going to start doing is like 
taking some it's it's a maturation it's turns it's an evolution like i had an opinion on some players now i know where they landed now let me look at the moves that that team is making and where what that means for that player like that i'm not getting into player specific stuff i know better than that at this point but that is how you should be thinking about entering breaks what teams you want like that's how you should be prospecting right now the other thing on the nba side man i cannot believe we've got the nba back in a month but man, it's fun watching this passionate group about of Immaculate Collectors rise to the top. Immaculate has a legit uh, audience, a, a legit fanboy, fangirl like uh, cult around the product, which is awesome. I love it. And this is what I was hearing about status and you know how status is coming out too in Asia. And the status fans are going to rise out and start shouting to the mountains about it. Like I love it when these products come out and you know they're, they mean something and they're significant because of the reaction of people on social media. That is what we all should be looking for when new product comes out. There's going to be new product every freaking week. Figure out, the, look at the reaction on social media. Listen, listen on social media. See who's posting about it and it might not be directly posting about that set, but look who's posting about their previous Immaculate RPAs. Look at, like, look at the volume of activity. Because that will give you a good understanding and indication for what the market feels about those products. Okay. It has really got me. There are some people that like, I really think are great collectors and people that are, I look at and I'm saying, man, I want to model my behavior off of them. And several people were hyped on Immaculate. So that has triggered my, some thoughts into my head. Am I going to go out and buy a, um, immaculate a hobby box? No, but like I might go look for a Sekou Dumboye uh, single. I might be watching some auctions. So that's the type of thing I think we should all be thinking about when new product gets released next year because there's gonna be a ton of it and you just want to see what other people say around you. I often say like make decisions for yourself. However, like if there's a hack in there where you can look and say like, wow, there's a group of people that really get excited about it. Maybe that should start directing some of your activity. I want to thank all of you for just the engagement and you helping me feel like my daily post and reflection is something that matters. It is, um, I want to shout out to everyone who's sharing my, sh- my shit and your stories. Like the comments when you say like, this, this made me think this, or this is impactful. Like that is the, the point and objective. Like the comments and interactions I get from those is why I do it. I, and I understand, like, if I have a take like that, like, I do it. I, my expectation isn't, like, everyone agree with it. Like, come and share, like, why you don't agree with it. And let's have a conversation. That's the whole point. That is the whole point. And the hobby is just always on my mind. I can't shut it off. It's the way I'm wired. I'm super passionate about it. And for me, it's a way to engage first thing in the morning. And these thoughts aren't stopping. They are always coming. So I just, like... I really appreciate everybody's commenting, everyone who's sharing that, everyone who reached out to me on DMs about those. Like it is like it helps me in my process about how I think. Like I don't post those things as fact. I post those things as like opportunities to talk about something. I, I talked about this a little bit, but just like the communication in the hobby to me, especially during COVID in this situation, is therapy. Very therapeutic. Like I personally, I've talked about mental health and just 
looking out for myself and stuff. Like I go to therapy so I can talk to people about just what's on my mind and talk to someone about what's on my mind and, and get help as needed. Like that's something like I'm not trying to hide from anyone because it helps me. Like it really does. And I think like being in, you know, COVID and being in the hobby and it's therapy talking with everybody, interactions, talking via DMs, talking um, on podcasts, whatever it is. Like I understand there are introverts and there are extroverts in this hobby. Like I get that. And I get how this and putting yourself out there and like saying, yeah, like I might not have the strongest mental health and yeah, I, I might go see someone and talk about it regularly. Like I understand that's not comfortable for a lot of people maybe, that's like that. It, it, it's therapeutic to, for me to talk about. It, and that's how I've learned and evolved. But I understand not everyone's like me. And I have an open mind about that. And I, I know that. And I think like the fact that we all have different personalities and different backgrounds and cultures and all this, like that is super powerful. And we should all flex into learning about each other and what makes us tick. And, but I think just one recommend, recommendation I have is like if you are like engaged in your feeds and your, people are doing cool shit around you and you want to talk to them, go talk to them. Like make it a point this week, make it a point when you hear this, like in a week's time, just reach out to somebody on DM or whatever that you appreciate that's making it happen for you in the hobby and start a conversation. I promise you those five minutes on DM chat, like all that shit can build up and lead to something super special. So that is your homework assignment, everybody. Like if you're listening to stacking slabs, and you want me to keep doing this stuff, go reach out to someone that may, that is doing something for you. I promise you, you'll thank me on the other side of it. I had a post about the sports card content creators. And yes, like I'm not trying to create division or segmentation in the hobby. However, I'm doing this. I'm passionate about it. I have intention. I'm trying to provide value and build a brand and build something that I can hang my hat on. So this is something I can consider myself an expert in, in terms of, creating content and viewing and evaluating content. And it's really easy for me to separate two camps. And the two camps are those that lead with creating content to create content. The substance comes secondary and the revenue streams are primary. And those that lead with providing value, build a community and opportunities that follow. Everybody I shout out on this podcast on a regular basis falls into the latter. They want to provide value. They want to build a community. They want to help. There are people that fall into the former. I am not here to tell you to don't follow one and follow two or follow two and don't follow one. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is just making sure you understand the intention behind people. People, There are a lot of phony, phony actors out there. There are a lot of people. I'm looking at you, YouTube. There's a lot of people on YouTube who aren't in it for the right reasons. They aren't. And you can tell. You can tell because they, their, constant, their, their uh, content has no substance and it's just fluff and it's just, hey, I just, I'm trying to get on camera here and just put something out there so I can get ads through my stream and I can get some revenue on the back end, even if I have no idea what I'm talking about. There are so many people deep and wrapped up in these subscriptions of these people that have no idea what they're talking about and they can't be saved. And my job is not to save these people. That is their own destiny. People can follow what they want. But I will say this to you. If you are a listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, it is my job to let you know that there are people 
that are out there that aren't creating content for the right reasons. And time is money and time is valuable. Be cautious. Don't waste your time on that. I hope that helps. All right, how about selling? I am just in a sales mode. I think there's just no better way to understand the heartbeat of the hobby than selling. I think you look, using different platforms to sell is important. It can be using Starstock, shout out Starstock. It can be selling on IG, putting stuff in your stories. Be selling on everyone's favorite mega platform, eBay, FeeBay, baby. Take them fees. I'm getting my eBay fees taken out and everyone says, do manage payments, do this and that. Like, I don't want people to tell me what to do. Like, I'm trying, I'm asking my friends, like, is this work? Does this not? Like, what does this do? Um, but anyways, I think you need to get out in the market and you need to sell some shit. Like, you've got cards right now in slabs stacked up that you're just sitting there and you're waiting and you're trying to decide, what. stop thinking about it, go sell. Stop thinking about the peak you're trying to chase on this and just go sell. Go through the process. I promise you, you will be better for it. And the best part about selling is that it doesn't need to feel transactional. It can be something of value. You can communicate like you really can. Like even on eBay, send a message. I do it all the time. I don't buy anything without sending a message. If I'm buying from you, you need to respond to my message. I need to know if I can work a deal here that even if you don't have a buy it now price, people are desperate to sell their shit. Go look at Go look at their market, like go do research on the sellers. Go look at how much stuff they have, okay? Like people po- don't post buy it now prices or people don't post make make an offer price, slide in their DMs, like literally slide in their DMs and, and, and give them, say, this is my floor and see what happens. It doesn't hurt. I do it all the time. Smart people in the hobby do it too. But I think like you should all get in the game. I sold 11 freaking cards this week, 11 cards. And I learned something from each one of those sales. And for me, I didn't get wrapped up in the margins of, oh, blah, blah, blah. On all of them, I said, okay, I'm going to make 2X to 3X to, in a few cases, 5X return on all of these. Fuck it. I'm just selling these things. I'm going to sell them. You know why? I'm selling them because I don't have time to like wait and chase and speculate the market and peaks and wonder this and that. It's like, that's risky, risky shit. Like, I'm not getting into that game. What I'm most interested in is buying rare cards that are up right now that are too expensive for me to buy without these sales. That's what I'm about. So I think that's what you should be about. So like, stop looking at the slabs sitting on your your desk. Stop looking at the boxes in your you know of cards that people in the market could want, and like make it happen. Go make it happen. Like get off your ass and sell these things. It'll make you feel better. And when you get that cash in your PayPal, you'll have something that you can. Take and you can go buy something that really, really makes you happy. For me, I'm very, very mindful of my next purchase. If I'm buying Peyton Manning cards, I view it as I'm I'm investing in the S&P 500. If I want to take a riskier stock bet or whatever, I'm buying a Seiko or Kyler Murray card. Have a freaking plan. That's all. That's that's what I'm saying. I think you know the there, there's a lot to consider. But like, be in the game. It'll make you a better operator in the hobby. And I think like another thing is is just like. I put this out there and I got a lot of feedback and pe- some people were asking me questions and some people engaged and shared in the post and it was awesome. Um, but I, I put a post out there that said, understand that our ability to profit from com- commodity- commoditization can help level up exchanges in niche segments. Capitalizing on market trends to find rare cl- to fund rare collectibles is the good life. And I think like, to me, like, People were asking, people were asking like, what, what do you mean by like, th- they're a commodity? And I think just like, as a simplest definition, like we're under 
undergoing a process where like sports cards are being viewed as commodities. They're the, it's the act of treating something as a commodity is commoditization. Like what's happening is like people view these as just like assets to exchange. And it's not necessarily about the holding and the viewing them as collectibles. But I think if you can have a mindset of like, all right, there is a market out there that views prism silvers or prism tens base cards as commodities, that's where you can take your intelligence on how the market works, timing, who you can speculate on and make a ton of money that you can then go put back into niche funding niche purchases in collectible segments on serial numbered, low pop, legendary status stuff that you just normally couldn't buy otherwise. So that's what I mean. And that's what I think is important. It's like people that are jumping in the game right now and people that are like going out and don't even know who Damian Lillard is. And there's YouTube videos of people that don't know who he is, but talk about his cards flashing, you know, Damian Lillard, PSA 10s, like they view that as a commodity. So like, how can you, as someone who collects capitalize on that? That's where, that's where you really start to make shit happen. And that's where I think we should all start to thinking of like, understanding prism base and select game you got to understand that prop like here's a personal use case story here it's like i went into the nfl season i was high on position players i talked about it forever i've also admitted like how wrong i was about it and how it didn't end up the way i wanted to that's okay but here's what i did i picked four guys okay i picked four guys i picked Kenyon drake marlon mack marquise brown and dk metcalf i hit on one of those and i hit on one of those in a major way. Like I literally bought a DK Metcalf uh, Prism autograph card on eBay. It looked good when I bought it. I bought it for 60 bucks. I just got it back. I It was PSA 10 graded. I sold it forever 700 bucks. Like that's a, that's a return baby. And like the, the, the misses on singles on Marquise Brown, like that's an investment for me. I'm sitting on stacks of Hollywood Brown, figure it out, Lamar, figure it out, Baltimore. But like, I still believe in this guy, but I'm not selling him right now because his prices are too low. However, if Baltimore makes a run, and if he has breakout games, that's where I'm going to start selling it. Marlon Mack obviously got hurt, and Kenyon Drake's on an exciting team. So right now, I've got one guy hitting, and I've sold it. I sold all of my DK. I got 10s on everything. Hollow, Prism Base, Autos. I sold it all, and I got all that money, and it's all on my PayPal, and it's because I'm capitalizing on the market right now. And I'm taking that money. I'm buying stuff I really, really want. So sell, sell, sell. All right, the captain, baby, 37, Kevin Randall, my man. Last night, if you're listening to this on launch day, he hosted an unbelievable event, and it was a Peyton Manning top 10 event. I told everybody here, I was so jacked up from just being a viewer of the Tom Brady one. I sat there on that night where all these awesome Brady collectors went through their collection and talked about why these cards meant something for them, and it fired me up and I was like this is what the hobby is all about this rules like I don't even like Tom Brady man he's my nemesis but I'm loving watching these people talk and I knew Kevin was a Peyton collector before he was a Brady collector and I like dude I like was like dude Kevin this was so good and he was like don't you worry I'm doing one for Peyton and I love you you're more than welcome to join and I said absolutely so on the other side of this recording that should have went down on Tuesday go check out the Captain 37's feed that is the type of stuff that needs to keep on happening in the hobby. I got to shout out some member, a member of Team Kyler. Shout out my man Rodman PC, baby. Rodman and I are always sliding in the DMs talking about Kyler Murray. And it's just so fun. 
it's so fun when you got a guy that you're deep and you're investing in and you know when you know he lost to the yeah, th- my expectation was that the cards were going to lose that game hard to beat a divisional team twice i knew russ wanted the rebound um but like we're back and forth on dm ch- talking about the game but it's fun to have people to share your j- player collecting journey with so shout out rodman i appreciate you jumping in the kyler game and engaging with me um i put a post on this it's just like one of my goals are inclusion in the hobby and i want to make sure um the hobby hustle is always always isn't just two white dudes talking about sports cards so if you know if you know people just females too like shout out if there are any females out there that listen to stacking slabs shout out slide into the dms let's like let's go like if you're doing cool shit in the hobby like let me know. Like, that's a goal. I want to get people from all different backgrounds. And it, that's just important to me. Like, I want to be mindful of that. So um, 2021 is going to be awesome with Stagnus Slabs. I'm going to bring out some awesome freaking people. One thing I want to start doing is calling out an IG account of the week, an Instagram account that I think you all should hit follow on. This one's easy for me. And I think this guy is just, uh, he is a positive person in the hobby who contributes who comments, who is a collector. And I just love following his content and any chance I get to engage with him. I'm going to say this name and a lot of you are going to be like, yes, he's the best. And I just want people who might not know about him to hit follow. So go follow my man at Yamwax right now. Yamwax is just an awesome collector. He focuses in on stuff that is a little left of center. He's in that wrestling card game, which I appreciate, but tennis cards, Pokemon, like I just have so much fun watching his content. So Yamwax is an awesome soul in the Instagram game. So make sure you hit follow on his account. I am really excited about Survivor Series. That'll happen on the other side of this. Undertaker's last dance. I'm thinking they're they're running a little gimmick on us. I'm expecting a build and a setup for WrestleMania 37. Undertaker's not done yet. But I've got the Undertaker cards that I've invested in, and I'm excited to see what happens with those cards. I'm not selling them. It's not time. I'm, I'm sitting on the Taker. I love the Taker, but I'm excited for a Survivor Series. So Starstock, I talked with Scott this week, and we decided, you know what, let's, let's give the audience a little more. So definitely right now, go sign up on Starstock. Make your first deposit. Use code stacking slabs and get that. $10 off. We're moving it up 5 to 10. You get $10 on your first deposit. Make sure you go do that. It is a platform that I just love. Look at all the updates. Or go, go visit their homepage if you haven't in a while. You're going to see something and it's going to look a lot different than what you're used to. They're innovating and providing value and I love it so much and that's why I'm happy to partner with Starstock. So go sign up for Starstock. Use promo code Stack and Slabs. Get $10 off on your first deposit. Shout out to everyone who uh, was excited about when I tease merch. I got a lot of people DMing, asking me more information about that. Coming soon. Coming soon. That's all I can say. Hopefully soon enough. Like um, There is third party. He's working really hard on getting this off the ground. You all know about it soon. I can't wait to share more information. And shout out to everyone who gave feedback on the Darren Herman conversation. A little bit different conversation than what's normal, but I hope... You all had an opportunity to understand what is possible with a little innovation in the hobby. I touched on it at the top, but I think this is important to double down on. 
None of us are pro scouts. None of us are pro scouts. People with content platforms aren't pro scouts. They aren't. They're just talking. Like I hear some of the most absurd shit every week by people who are saying stuff and they're saying it like they have deep, intimate knowledge of these players and they don't. A lot of these people are just reading bullshit online and just regurgitating it. It's bad. <laughs> like It's bad. I feel bad for pro scouts, man. Like it is like, Putting their like that is a profession, and you got people that are trying to build influence on sports cards that are trying to be pro scouts. Make be careful what you listen to, seriously. Uh, but like, my favorite question is always asking the question why. I think any in anything, whether it's you know, speculating, people creating content, people talking about collecting, just ask them the question why. You always get amazing stories from that. And I think that's something we should all be doing more of in the hobby. It is it is just good operating. The more we can ask the question why behind what people are doing, the more conversations we're going to have. And the more conversations we're going to have, it's going to lead to more engagement. And um, it's just like that's that's to me. Where the rubber hits the road, you get different perspectives, you build and develop relationships. Man, that's just the good stuff. So I just want to make sure you're all doing that. Ask the question why when you're engaging. We, I talked about Thanksgiving at the top, man. We always talk about the turkey. That's what we like. Talk about the turkey. There's sides too. Sides are important. I think like when I think about the hobby, I think about like, People, the, the turkey of the hobby is really the cards and the relationships. And those are the central focus. And that's good. Those are the two most important things. But there are sides, just like a Thanksgiving meal, that are all around us. And we all are fans of these sides. And we all load up on those sides when we're eating. And it isn't Thanksgiving without the sides. And much how I feel like the sides of the hobby wouldn't make the hobby complete without them. So I just want to run through some of my favorite sides going on in the hobby right now. One, what goes down in the DMs? The DMs are fun, man. I love the DMs. I love meeting everyone. I literally, I try my my hardest to get back to as many people as possible. Like if you're taking the time to comment on my stuff and slide in, like I appreciate that. You understand that like it is really difficult to manage like several different conversations at once. So it's like, I appreciate the the quick back and forth and I appreciate you helping me and me helping you. And also understand like, I had to tell someone this week that they, man, I didn't think I was going to talk about this on the pod. I had someone slide in this week who was trying to, it was like a henchman. He was like trying to like put me in touch with some social media influencer who could help me build my audience. I like what, I ignored. That's what I did. Like, if I don't have anything nice to say, like, and it's like, you're soliciting me, I'm going to just ignore. Then went to bed, came back the next day. There was follow-up. Have you, can I put you in touch with him? And I just said, bro, like, this is the worst way possible to engage with someone in the hobby. Like, I don't know you. You don't know me. Like, this is not how you're going to, you're not, this isn't effective. This is really shitty communication this is bad and to his credit he said thanks for the feedback so i i did get that but i think like it's really important just in terms of the dms are an important side of the hobby and it's i learn a lot and a lot of information goes down but like really make sure 
that if you are trying to connect with someone you don't know and don't have a relationship with, like provide value, like do it, like just provide value before you go ask for something. Like, I think that's really important, but I just, I can't imagine what my life would be like in the hobby without Instagram DMs. Watching auctions, another important side. And it could be stuff that's just buy it now, but it could be auctions too. I, I like, I don't, not enough people talk about watching auctions. I watch everything. If it's something I'm remotely interested in, I watch it because you get the offers. And I, I shared it on my Instagram last week. I got a snapshots gold, Kyler Murray, 55% discount. I've been watching this card for three months and I got a 55% discount on it. And I, right when I got it, I, I like was like, holy shit, 55% mine. I didn't care. I was like, that's a deal. I was looking, I had been looking for three months at buying that card full price. It is so dope. Go check out my IG feed and look at this card. It's beautiful. But like, I would never have gotten that offer if I hadn't watched it for so long. Sometimes people just need cash. They'll, they'll, they'll compromise because they need the cash. Like that's where you can capitalize it. Um, so I think that's a really important side. Another important side I think is watching buy it now after auctions close. So like that's leverage you have in the hobby. That's where you can get down in the DMs and the, hit people with messages. Like if somebody had a card listed buy it now and the an auction just ended for a third or two thirds of what the buy it now is, you can leverage that information to your advantage to try to get that card on a discount. See what I'm saying? And I think that's really important. That's how you be a nimble and adaptable. It might not, it doesn't necessarily work on cards that are commodities, but cards that are more rare and scarce that don't necessarily have a comp out there, use their new comp in to your advantage. It's a really good way to get discounts. That's a great side in the hobby. Prospecting and use, using tools to do it. Great sides. side. I spend a lot of time jumping in. I like a player, checking out what the fans are saying, beat writers, message boards, you name it. Gathering information, important side. Memes and music, two important sides. I love how we have hobby music. Shout out to Jordan, Sport Card Analytics. Shout out to Peter Pacman, Slabby Sosa, and Rip Hamiltops again. That's stuff we just need. That's awesome. It just makes everything better. The memes, the meme king, the meme James, Markleberry. Shout out Markleberry doing some good stuff. There's a lot of meme creators out there that are just doing some good stuff and making me laugh every day. The niche inside the niche. There's games with inside the games. There's always games with inside the games. There's Peyton Manning cards, but then there's there's serial number cards. And then there's, you know, uh, low pop serial number cards that are slashed. So always playing within these games, with inside the game, I love. It's a great side. Another great side is content. I love good content. I hate bad content. It's like nails on a chalkboard. But shout out to all you content creators out there that are putting in the work, hustling, making it happen, and making our hobby better. I absolutely, I got nothing but respect. This is a hard grind. Trust me. I do it every week. I do it because I love it. It doesn't feel like work. It just is fun to me. So shout out. To all you, everyone bringing that content as a side to, to the hobby Thanksgiving. And then finally, it's just events like the Captain 37's event, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning event that's unique and fun and brings together people. And then it's also innovation, new technology, people building cool stuff. 
Um, I just love that so much. And I think all of those things are sides that make the hobby better and they make me happy. And geez, we, it is a happy, good time to be. We got NFL going on, basketball's coming back, new product, just so much fun stuff happening in the hobby. And I want to say thank you. I am so thankful for all of you who spend time every week listening to Stack and Slab, sharing your thoughts and opinions. I am not going to quit. I'm going to continue to give it my all because I care about this damn brand and I care about all of you. So everyone, you have a safe Thanksgiving. You take care of yourself. Say I love you to those that you love. Always take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. You know I'm going to be back next week. But before you do that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit follow on Stack and Slabs you think I'm doing a good job, tell a friend and I'll talk to you next soon. Peace.